Hey, y'all, did y'all hear the news? Please tell me y'all heard the news. Well, if you didn't know, MVP Patrick LeVon Mahomes is back, baby. Uh-huh. With that being said, this is Sports Talk KC. I'm DB's 1492. What's up, KC? This is Lee 86. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Cowboy, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. And like my buddy DB said, Pat is back. Great to have him back. Hopefully he's fully healed, but I trust in the coaching staff that he is fully healed or Pat will not be on the field. So uh, let's, let's let the bombs be away as Pat will be throwing bombs down in uh, Tennessee. B, uh, Lee, what do you think about uh, Pat's return? Oh, yeah, man. Um, I'm ecstatic, man, once I seen, you know, um, that he will be playing Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. You know, <laughs> I remember, man, when um, he suffered that um, dislocated kneecap in that game against uh, Denver, man, and I called beats, you know, irate, like, man, I didn't know what was going on. So from that point on, him getting hurt into now, you know, just, just a good job, you know, um, that he will be back. You know, um, like you like you touched on, I think the uh, medical staff and, you know, Andy Reid and Patrick himself, you know, has did the due diligence for him to get back and just, you know, like Beach was saying, be MVP, MVP, you know, that we're used to seeing, you know. So uh, I'm just ready for him to get back. Like you said, bombs over bad dag, baby. Let's get this ball rolling. Glad he's back. And uh, Beast, what you got on the pass return, buddy? Uh, I'm ecstatic, just like Lee. Uh, just before we got on here, I watched his uh, press conference today, and um, he seems in good spirits. And uh, he said he wanted to make sure that he can uh, be mobile and be able to throw across his body and across the field. If he's going to his right, he can be able to roll out that way and then throw it to his left. He was speaking on that. Um trying to think of any other tidbits um i believe he talked to like two or three other specialists and they had a like a set plan for him and so this was pretty much the target date as far as this week go mm-hmm. um and so um i just said let it rip man um i think uh i believe he's supposed to be wearing a uh brace this weekend this sunday rather for the game, and then I guess in the future he says something he'll think about taking it off or whatever. Um, but um, as far as that though, that's all I can kind of remember from the uh, press conference. But yeah, I'm excited, man. Um, like, yeah, I'm I'm just excited. You know, I don't have to necessarily um, not to say that it was boring, but just. On those on those couple of drives where we could have scored, where we didn't, where we settled for field goals, I think those were turning into uh, touchdowns now. So, and I'll just leave it at that. So I just swing it back to you, Cal. Yeah, I'm happy to have a guy back. You know, uh, hopefully he's coming back and setting the tone for the rest of the season on the second half of the season. Uh, and I'm ready for Pat. You know, to touch the field. You know, you can tell he was very anxious, especially that last game. So. Mm-hmm. I trust in the coaching staff and medical staff like Lee reiterated in, and uh, let's go, Chiefs. But uh, with that being said, we did have a Thursday night game. Uh, San, I'm sorry, the uh, L.A. Chargers went into Oakland 
getting defeated by Oakland, 24 to 26. Uh, Phillip Rivers was throwing interceptions. He didn't know who the hell his receivers was or something because it was a terrible game for the uh, Wiley vet, Phillip Rivers. But let me kind of read off the uh, winning team record. Uh, I'm sorry, the winning team's uh, stats. Derek Carr had uh, went for 21 of 31, 218 yards, one uh, oh, well, one, one INT, no uh, touchdowns. Uh, Jacobs carried for uh, 16 carries, 71 yards, one TD. And their leading receiver was Richard with uh, four receptions and zero – four receptions, 43 yards. So he had a lot of um, uh, plays to his other receivers. I mean, he wasn't really anybody that really blew it up. Uh, as for his receivers, he had a lot of uh, targets in that game. But anyway, uh, the Raiders get a victory against the uh, L.A. Chargers. What are your thoughts on the uh, Raiders win last night, Lee? Yeah, like you said, the Raiders, um, you know, pulled off that win to um, really claw themselves into this um, playoff picture in this AFC uh, AFC West race. They're now five and four. So, um, like I said, I, I I paid attention to most of this game because I knew it was a pivotal division divisional game, and so um, like I seen. Um, Philip Rivers um, really put um, the Chargers and himself in a hole early. Like his, like the first three possessions of the game, he threw two interceptions. Um, one indeed going for a pick six, and so you know Oakland was down. Um, <clears throat> Oakland was up pretty early, ten to nothing in that game. But San Diego, you know they 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 clawed back in it to make it a game. Um, they had good penetration and defensive play from uh, Bosa and Melvin Ingram. You know, um, they had the good run game mixed in, you know, with Gordon. So, you know, they clawed their way back into that game. You know, it was really kind of a sloppy game. You know, um, um, Jacobs, the running back for the Raiders, like you said, um, those are not dazzling numbers. But the Raiders and John Gruden, they stuck with that ground game. And, um, you know, they didn't get away from that. And so, you know, kudos to the Raiders, man. You know, I, I really don't see everybody, yeah, since they're five and four. Oh, yeah, 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 the Raiders this, Raiders that. But, you know, they really didn't do nothing spectacular in that ball game, you know. But they're all, they are five and five. I'm going to get – like I said, I give credit when credit is due. So, I give them credit um, for – to John Gruden and Derek Carr and the Raiders for being five and four and right in the thick. So, Good job to the Raiders on last night's win against the Chargers. I just want to clear something up. Derek Carr did have one touchdown and zero INTs. Uh, but as for that, uh, Beats, what are your thoughts on the uh, slim and narrow victory of the Raiders last night? Um, just piggybacking off of Lee, it was a sloppy game. It seemed like uh, it was like, uh, do you do you want the ball? Do you want to win? No. Uh, do you want to win? No. Do you want to win? Right. It, it seemed just like that, um, especially with the turnovers. And then um, there was a lot of penalties. Like they kept calling Clear and Farrell for neutral zone infraction because he his head was over the uh, line of scrimmage, kind of similar to a D four type of thing. He kind of did the like three times within one drive actually. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed uh, to me that uh, Philip Rivers should have had more um, INTs because 
the Raiders was picking them off, and then they'll offset the 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 interception with like a a penalty, like either pass interference or just something stupid. Like you said, like you said, Lee, it was sloppy. Um, I mean, like you said, uh, you know, the Chargers did claw their way their way back. Um, it seemed like they were just using Melvin Gordon. Like for one one of those drives, they uh, the whole drive was what like ten plays. They only passed the ball twice, mm-hmm. and they just kept running with Melvin Gordon, and they kept using them out of the backfield too. And it seemed like the only wide receiver that they were really using or targeting was uh, Keelan Allen, and that was just on like little short stuff, like little short comebacks over the middle or something in the flat. And then they'll use the other two guys or uh, or uh, Derrick Henry on that one um, touchdown catch. But like you said, um, I was surprised when I woke up and actually saw that the Raiders came back and actually won this game. Um, Just like uh, Lee was saying also, as far as the Raiders go, um, I'm not that impressed, but I will say this. They do have Cincinnati next week, and then after that, the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. So with their record being five and four, Coming into our game, I believe they will be what seven and four, mm-hmm. and so we just got to kind of you know take care of business on our end. Just to and once we uh, um, play them after the um, before the uh, New England Patriots. Sorry, I was getting mixed up. But once we get to that game after the bye, um, that that would probably settle the the AFC West. So. Um, good win by them, but it seemed like neither team wanted to win. And it's just like, no, you win. No, you win. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's my thoughts on the game last night, to be honest. Yeah, just to give you some of the rundown on uh, Phillip Rivers and his Chargers, he went 17-31, uh, 207 yards, two TDs, three INTs. Melvin Gordon, the workhorse, with a 22 carries, 108 yards, one TD. Like you said, Beast Allen was his leading uh, receiver with eight uh, receptions for 68 yards, zero TDs. Uh, I didn't get a chance to catch this game, but from what I seen on the uh, highlights today, uh, it was very sloppy, like Lee said. And wasn't it like a pivotal uh, missed field goal? Yeah, right at one point, right at the end, where. Um... Jacob Josh Jacobs goes ahead um, and runs in the twenty-yard touchdown run to put the Raiders up um, twenty-six to twenty-four on the ensuing extra point. Um, the field goal kicker um, missed that extra point. So San Diego, you know, I I, I kind of said to myself, "Oh, Philip Rivers gonna go down and get in field position, and they gonna win this game with a field goal," you know, because the kicker did miss that extra point. And, but, you know, um, that didn't happen. So, yeah, he missed that, that, that kick. Hmm. Well, yeah, well, like I said, the uh, L.A. Chargers fall short and the Raiders victorious. And like you said, with those two games, upcoming games for the Raiders, is very light. Uh, the Bengals have a losing record as well as the Jets. So, uh, hopefully, uh, these teams, one of these teams can take the Raiders out with an L just to, you know, shore up the AFC West for the Chiefs. Uh, you have guys have anything else to reiterate on this thing? Uh, I just want to say that with Phillip Rivers, like I said earlier, since you named off his stats, that he had uh, two INTs. I believe it should have been 
four or five with, like I said, it seemed like the Raiders was just picking them off and then they'll have a pass interference or roughing the passer or just something stupid or holding or something to offset it to give, you know, uh, the ball back to uh, Los Angeles. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to reiterate that, that it, it was pretty sloppy in the – and uh, the Raiders pretty much let the Chargers hang around, to be honest with you. So it was just sloppy played by both teams. Well, like I said, I didn't really get a chance to catch it. Just saw the highlights this morning, being that I was at work. But let's move on past the Raiders. And like I said, uh, good luck for them. But anyway, uh, let's get to the stupid bitch of the week. I think we got a few of them this week. I mean, it's been – I think uh, fall is the uh, – is the uh, coming out party for the stupid bitches because it's a lot of them. A lot of them occurring. They occur around this time. Stupid bitches come out. And I have a stupid bitch. Uh, this is something that happened in my personal life today. Heading to, uh, no, heading to work. What was that? Uh, Tuesday, I believe. Some dude in this old hot girl summer ass uh, Mustang. It was red with the tan top, like a Coretta DeVille Mustang and shit. He decides to punch it on a right turn uh, coming on to uh, 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 Red Bridge. So I hear this car revving up. So I look over. This stupid ass bitch smacks the car coming down the fucking side, coming down the street because this stupid ass just couldn't turn the road, turn the corner. He had to punch it. To, to 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 make it look like this old ass hot girl summer ass Mustang was about something. It was like a 95, 96 Mustang. He bumps into the car, the old man coming down the street. Then the next thing I see, the motherfucking car takes up, takes off down the block. So he does a hit and run. Just because he's trying to show off in his old hot girl summer ass fucking Mustang. <laughs> To me, that shit was funny as fuck, man. And, and to that guy, you are a stupid bitch. You could have killed somebody trying to show out in this old hot girl summer ass Mustang. Get a real man's car. I, I could have swore it was a high school girl driving it. But it was a dude. Maybe it was his chick's car. I don't know. But you are a stupid bitch, whoever you are. Almost killing this man. Trying to punch it in this old ass shot out fucking Mustang. That's my stupid bitch of the week. Yeah, he... He he's definitely a stupid stupid bitch for that, you know. Trying <laughs> trying to stunt in this mid nineties ass Mustang, Dude, get your ass so I can see if you was in a, I can see if you was in a Challenger or something like that, you know. What I mean the new butt Mustang, but come on now, I would exactly he he yeah you're right, bro. He he is a stupid whore for that, risking his life and somebody else's. Oh uh, yeah. He, Stupid! I mean, this hot girl summer ass car. It's like it, it, it should have been a bunch of girls in that car. What do you think about the stupid, the stupid bitch in the Mustang beats? Yeah, I just yeah, that's silly. bro. Just, you know how dudes so are trying to the show out? They got a little corner. little motor or something. It may have a little motor in there. You know, a little higher end motor. I don't know. I to me, I didn't really hear much. But when he hit the corner, all I hear is the engine reverend, then a mm-hmm. smack. And I'm like, this stupid motherfucker, like, dude, why can't you just turn the corner? Why you got to fucking burn out and shit? That's what your stupid ass get. Right. right. 
then he just takes off. Yeah, that's yeah, that is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this shit's yeah. stupid as fuck. Yeah. But that's my stupid bitch. What's going on? <laughs> right. That's how the man looked when he hit him too. Like, then he just takes off. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just yeah, glad that yeah. the man is okay. That I believe the man it. was okay. Cause that's the yeah, like, yeah, like you said, that is stupid. Because yeah, no telling if he really would have hit him, what what would have happened? And then, like you said, he ran off, so nobody would have, you know, unless somebody got the license plate or whatever, you know. So yeah, that is yeah, that's yeah. pretty uh, stupid and senseless yeah, we, on his part. And we got another stupid bitch. The stupid bitch of the millennium is back. Uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown can't stay out the press and. And everything that he went on the Twitter rant, uh, blasting the NFL and calling it, you know, the races and they take his sweat and blood and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. you just won't shut up. And uh, another funny thing that they said, I think uh, we may have said it on the pod that uh, when it came to the uh, either the Patriots or Raiders, where all he had to do was shut his mouth to like the following week and he would have got paid. But he went on a rant. Wasn't that with the Ra- – yeah, it was with the Raiders before they cut him. Before he went on that rant with the uh, GM, all he had to do was shut the fuck up mm-hmm. till that check got sent out to him. Then do your rant. That, that's why you was down $29 million. You go down as the stupid bitch of the millennium. And, uh, Lee, what do you have on the, the bitch of the millennium? <laughs> Yeah, like you said, man, uh, I just want people to know that y'all, they just look at it like, oh, they going to keep on saying A-B, like, because that's the easiest target to be on a stupid bitch of the week segment. No, he deserves to be. And like you said, he actually, uh, you know, his his mouth cost him with the New England Patriots as well, because he went off and you know, started tweeting the girl that was, you know, the young lady that was accusing him of the sexual assault and the Patriots didn't like that. So they said, you know, get your black bipolar ass on up out of town, (laughs) you know, but uh, he deserves it. Like you said, to go on a profanity laced rant like that, you keep tuning in to Twitter to Obliterate your dumb ass. You you do not get it, dude. You I mean, like I told y'all before, this is a day-to-day, hourly to hourly thing. And the brother needs psychological, psychiatric help your evaluation. Bottom line, point blank, period. And then after he goes on this, all the NFL, you know, treating black players a certain way, da 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 and I never played for the NFL again. And then a day or two later, revert back and then start tweeting, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm dedicated and I'm going to do everything I can to get back on the NFL field or with a team one day. Like, gorgeous. You are all over the place, brother. You know, you got all this money, and and, and and your fucking brain is just Raymond noodles. You 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 you're just dumb, dude. That's that's why I feel like AB needs to be back on this segment again with this old silly ass Nino Brown ass haircut. Like, dude, sit the hell down. 
just stop, just stop. And that that's why I felt like he needed to be on this again. One one minute I'll hear the NFL this, that, and the other. Then the next minute, oh yeah, I'm going to ded- going to be dedicated and, and do everything to get back on the field. You just said a day ago you you you, you will never play in the NFL again. So what is it going to be, Antonio Brown? And I'm moving on past him. Beats. What do you got on the latest rant with Antonio Brown? To be honest with you, this is my first time hearing about it. So uh, I didn't know that this was going on. It seems kind of bizarre that he would say, uh, I'm never playing in the NFL again. They do sets and sets and sets to black players. And then turn around and say, oh, I'm ready to be dedicated. The only thing I heard as far as him was that Russ was trying to get uh, Seattle to sign him lately. And so that's the only thing I, that's the only thing I've heard. I didn't, I didn't hear if he had a response. I didn't, I I mean, but I guess maybe that's what it was. And so he changed his tune, but I don't see him being on a team anytime soon. Maybe until next year, probably if that in the previous segments, if anyone cares about him, Drew Rosenhaus's agent, uh, uh, the commissioner of the NFL, whoever they will say they need to nah, bro. We care about you too much. You have to get evaluated before you become a member of the National Football League again. <laughs> oh, yeah, he also about David Ruffin shit. Him and his, you know, you remember when David Ruffin was hanging with his homie Finn? That's what he called himself. Mm-hmm. That's what he on. You know, saying he got some dude in the background saying, "Yeah, Antonio, uh-huh. you this and that. You the man, baby, and all this. What you gonna hand?" Take another sniff of that line for me, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is. It must be either he has a mental issue or he may have a drug issue. Because it's both. Or both. You know, and we've been saying it all, all year uh, that he may have mental issues. And they're finally starting to bring it up in the media. And we've been saying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and hopefully Antonio Brown can get it right. You know what I'm saying? But he, he was kind of wrong with the rant. You know what I'm saying? Going towards the shield like that. But I will say the NFL does treat certain players different. Yeah, I will do. say that. Yeah, we talked about that before, how they oh, yeah. treat OBJ and stuff like that. We touched on that before. I mean, but I, I agree with you to, you know, some extent of your rant, but it's not valid with you, dude, because you're unstable mentally and people just looks at it like you're just talking out the crack of your ass and he's 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 fucking himself literally that's all he's doing yeah so i mean like i said go ahead yeah i'm just saying moving on from antonio brown like you were saying um to start off um our stupid bitch of the week segment you said it was a couple of them i do have another one and this guy lands on this segment, man. He's been all over the place. And but the stuff that he's been recently doing is just like, oh yeah, buddy, you are a silly bitch. You know, not just for the week, just ever since, you know, you've been going through what you're going through. And I'm talking about Kanye West. Oh yeah. <laughs> just, 
segment um i seen where it was you know it popped up on double xl magazine or whatever where he is wanting to go by let me see if i'm getting this right he is wanting to go by christian genius billionaire kanye west kanye you are another one that you're bipolar as fuck. You need to realize <laughs> that, accept that, and just quit. I mean, like I said, he wants to change his name to that. That's a silly ass name to want someone to call you that on a daily basis. Then he goes on this tirade about making it public I'm, I'm just get this clear i don't care how a man wants to handle his children you know um i respect that any man you know wanting to raise their children that's what that's their preference but you know when you start making it public and stuff like that you already know it's a it's a whirlwind of thoughts and you know stuff like that about you you're making it public that you know you're taking tvs away from your daughters and stuff like that okay that's fine kanye i or or christian genius billionaire kanye west i get that but making it public you know you don't have to go that far it's just like like me and like me and cal was talking about before we got on here it, it's the it, it, I'm starting to believe it's the Kardashian curse, you know. But I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm not just gonna put it on. Look, <laughs> I'm not just gonna label it the Kardashian curse. Kanye is bipolar, and he's a silly bitch slash whore for doing. <laughs> <laughs> he really is, Kanye. <laughs> And you know, sunset. You know, you're making all this trash ass music or whatever. Honestly, I haven't even heard the album that he has came out with. I just seen some reviews on it, and people is just like, "Really, this dude is just like a joke." So, and I can imagine that I haven't even been remotely in tune to want to listen to his new album. You know, one year, one year, you you you're spitting raps, yeah. I'm gonna sit fuck. I like to, I, I like a quick fuck, and then the uh, the year later, you all oh, praise the Lord and this, that, and the other. And man, Kanye, sit your ass down and be a part of the Kardashian curse. And you're bipolar as fuck. That's why you landed on this segment, buddy. If y'all have anything I want to say on Kanye, y'all can go ahead. But that's why I felt his silly ass needs to be on here. And I'm done. Uh, go ahead, Beats. Yeah, I could. Uh, I was surprised. Well, I, for some reason, I thought you was gonna say somebody in the sports realm. And once you said Kanye, oh god, I started laughing my ass off. Um, because <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. Um, well, so here I I'll just break it down like this. One, I have heard the album. 
Um, production wise, um, it's pretty good to, in my opinion, it's pretty good. Um, cause it make, to me, it's not really a gospel album. It's a Christian rap album. Cause it's not like there's elements of gospel, but it's not gospel. If that makes sense. Um, and then two, uh, in my belief, um, on some of the songs he's trying to sing, and I just feel, in my opinion, um, whether it's whether it's auto or not, it would be better if like if he like there's parts in there where the choir sings. It's kind of like a Kirk Franklin thing where I I figured you should just let them do like the Kirk Franklin and you know have them sing and you say a couple words here and there on this song and don't try to actually sing on this part. Um, but it's Kanye, so he's going to do what he wants to do. And then thirdly, um, I'm just going to tie these two together, Kanye West and AB. Uh, I believe you're right with the uh, mental health uh, issues with them. But also, I believe these these two guys are attention seekers. And when they don't have attention on them, um, they, you know, they have their little rants or go off on tangents and stuff like that. Uh, I just give you a couple of examples. Um, I can give you three examples really for Kanye. Um, one wearing the, uh, make America great again hat again and saying that, you know, um, black people, um, something with slavery or whatever, like we, uh, it sounds like, a whatever, I forgot what he said, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think he does these things as a marketing thing to promote his album. Because the only time he really says anything and goes off on his ten on these tangents and rants and stuff, he has an album coming out. And then whoever, like mainstream people or just people in general, like the media or whatever, eats this stuff up. And then we as the people listen to the crap. So um, I think... So I, I can't take anything, either one of these two people. I mean, A.B. or Kanye West says seriously. Um, and I mean, I guess that's my thoughts on it, but I thought that was funny as hell because I was not expecting you to say Kanye West. Real quick. Like you said, it's been in me. It's Kanye has been brewing with me for a while like you said the support with old fucking uh sos pad looking as donald trump make america great again wearing that hat and and then fucking putting these line of slippers that he got look like some damn uh johnson county community uh fucking correctional facility has slippers dude uh snoop even got on his ass for that like these old jailhouse looking ass slippers like you're a silly bitch like don't get me wrong kanye is a genius i love kanye i'm not gonna you know he's just getting on my nerves like i said man when he was when he was dropping classics late registration college dropout uh 808s and heartbreaks i mean the dude was making music the dude is a genius so you know i i got love for him but you're just a silly whore that's all that is buddy and uh I know we went kind of long on this, but I cannot let this silly bitch slash whore slide by without me chiming in on this fucking Buster Brown ass dude. Okay. With Kanye, yes, we all know he's always been an attention whore. 
But I'm going to go back to what you said. There is a curse of the Kardashian. He is in the sucking, the sucking place of her ass. And it turned his mind too much. Every time that one of these brothers that they fuck with, they come out better. Mm-hmm. She's sucking the life out of Kanye. He no longer has his own mind. He has the mind of a white man that's 56 years old inside of his head. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what he wants to do. Uh, like when they sister Chloe tried to tear up an NBA legend, championship player, Lamar Odom. Thank God he did not die while he was married to her because she would have got all his money. It's a uh, a messed up thing with Kanye. He's claiming to do this Jesus thing or whatever, and it could be real. But you're sure you, you had a brunch uh, for fans. Uh, you were charging fifty five dollars a plate. It looked like an old. Uh, um, <laughs> it looked like some shit that you get at a complimentary breakfast at a fucking low budget hotel. Dry ass pancakes, a sausage patty, and some some fucking microwavable bacon. You should have been slapped in the fucking face with a plate that day. If I was there, I would have done it for fifty five dollars. Where's my where, where's the hash? Where's where's the shit at? Mm-hmm. But like I said, we we're a little blunt on this one because Kanye, man, this I don't know what's wrong with you, bro. And I hate to take it back to when his mom passed. You know what I'm saying? Because I know he loved his mom. And he was very close to her. Yeah, but I think that may have something to do with it because he don't have that security blanket, somebody to tell him what's what. Yeah, in his circle anymore. But like I said, the Kim, the Kardashian clan is a curse. You see what they did to fucking Bruce? He's Caitlyn now. An Olympic gold fucking medalist is now Caitlyn. They're, 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 they're remotely fucking up whoever they fuck, literally. I, think I just pray for Kanye. I think the only brother that may have escaped from the Kardashians' uh, curse unscathed is Reggie? <laughs> oh yeah, Reggie. <laughs> no, no, no. You no, know what? No, it's it's a couple. No, I, I was thinking no. about it after we talked earlier. It's a few of no. them that escaped, but they were not unscathed. Because some of these dudes you don't hear shit about no more. Like you remember the dude, the the Cowboys wide receiver, uh, right, Miles Austin. Yeah, Miles. He was up and coming wide receiver for the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. Started seeing Kim. He fell out the fucking place of the, the the face of the earth. I don't know where the fuck he is. Maybe he's in her ass. I don't know. I just, hey, I just want to say back to the Reggie Bush thing. Because right. he messed with her when he was in college. Where, where, where he was transitioning out of college into the NFL. In, the, in college... Man, that dude, you thought he was going to be like the next Barry Sanders or like, uh, like, and then he got to the NFL and I don't know what happened to Reggie she Bush. She took his like, soul. He was not the same. She took his soul. Oh, serious. Huh? <laughs> Look what happened to Chris Humphreys. They take all their souls. Chris Humphreys is probably somewhere in a fucking cabin in the mountains with a 12 gauge in his head. <laughs> they're they're soul takers. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Well, I'll just tell you this. I just want to say this. They up there reporting that uh, Drake is hey, messing I'm cool with, with that. Uh, the younger, the younger sisters Jenner, is so cool. I you don't hear about them sucking the soul and mind fucking dudes out of their life. The younger sisters is cool. Yeah, any, if if I can fuck with any of them, it'd be one of the younger ones or the mama. <laughs> Leave it at that. And to me, Chloe and Kim, mm-mm, y'all got that. Mm-mm, y'all got that vicious dug out down there. Oh no. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The baddest one to me is the model one, cause the other chick, shit, the one that uh was fucking with uh Tiger. Yeah. And all that shit. She she and Travis Scott, she got modified. So I'm cool Travis on her Scott. because before she got all the modifications. She like a lady that that lived with a hundred cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she looked like a, a lady in a fucking box, a shoebox, living with a bunch of cats before she got fixed up. Anyway, man, pray for Kanye, please. Pray for him. Him and AB. AB, please, man. Uh, but to move it along, because you know uh, we just had to let that rent out. Chris Carter got fired from Fox. Uh, this one kind of hit me a little hard because Chris Carter's been on TV for a while now. You know what I'm saying? He's a proven sports analyst. He's paid his dues. And uh, I'm getting a story that they they, they flushed him out uh, for Rob uh, Ronkowski. And listening to him as a sport analyst, I'd rather listen to uh, – I'd rather listen to um, – shit. I'd rather listen to Marilyn Manson uh, in a bathtub of uh, ice – and uh, listen to fucking Rob Gronkowski as a sport analyst. Uh, so what do you feel, Lee, on the firing of uh, Chris Carter, another brother, you know, getting, getting an ex? I, I, I'm going to just ask this. What did they fire him for? Because me and Pops was talking Bro. about this when you brought it up, and Pops was saying it was a dispute over something he didn't know exactly. And no. I, don't, I don't know neither. So what's going on? I, Fox is kind of keeping it under wraps. But from what I heard, ever since the season kind of started, because uh, he had a show on Fox that he ran with another gentleman, and he did the Thursday night shows as well on Fox. Mm-hmm. They pushed him out for Rob Gronkowski on the uh, Thursday night slot. Excuse me. And he was upset about that. And on his own morning show that he has, he hasn't been on it since the season started. So it was a disproof within Fox and with Chris Carter about his airtime and why he's being used with Fox. Hmm. And also he's going through a divorce that they kind of reiterated on as well. But Fox is keeping it real quiet. But from what I heard is that they were trying to get rid of Chris to move in Rob. Yeah. And Rob was taking his airtime. Yeah, that's that's pretty unfortunate. Like you touched on um, saying this, because um, like I said, I like Chris Carter. Um, yeah, he's um, he was on ESPN before he uh, moved to Fox Sports One or whatever that was he was on. I believe that's what it was, Fox Sports One. And like I said, he was on ESPN. So like you said, he's been a guy that has you know went through all type of different trials and tribulations in his life. Um, he used to be a real bad where he admitted this and he's not afraid to talk about it where he was a real bad drug addict earlier on in his career when um, he was with the Philadelphia Eagles coming um, early on you know the first stages of his playing career so he's been a guy that has um, you know been through you know stumped through the mosh pit and has made it out 
you know, um, to be very successful. Yeah, like you said, man, my take on it, short and sweet, I hate that that happened to uh, Chris. Um, I like listening to Chris Carter. Um, he always gave, you know, talked good about the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, that's not the only reason why I liked them, but, you know, he always kept it 100 um, when it came to, to the Kansas City Chiefs, and he knows what he's talking about. So that is very unfortunate. Like you said, to replace him with Gronk, like for real, dude, like that really just pissed me off. See, I didn't even know that he was getting replaced by Gronk. Like now it's like, uh, I really hate that they got rid of him now. I just, I just hate that for old Chris Carter. I like, I liked his insights and everything. That's my take on it. Hopefully he can, he can bounce back and, you know, my, this minor setback could be a major comeback for him somewhere else, but I hate that. That's my take on that. Before I swing it to Meats, what you got on that beat? Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't know anything about this because once I saw Chris Carter on there, I was on our uh, show outline. I was like, "The hell he do?" Um, um. I did read up a little bit on it. I get, like mm-hmm. you said, Kyle, uh, Fox is keeping this pretty much uh hush hush. And I was trying to get whatever I can out of it. So I guess, like you said, uh, for one, I guess they did push him off the Thursday night pregame show or something like that as far as airtime. So he had issues with that. Um, and then, like you said, with the Rob Gronkowski thing, I mean – yeah. Right. Have you ever heard that dude talk? Like, that dude is dumb. I hear him talk about, I mean, I know he knows football, whatever, but he's dumb. He's like, I mean, I hate to say it like a stereotype, <laughs> but he's like a dumb jock. Um, he is. Well, he is a dumb jock. Um, I was also reading that uh, Chris Carter did get fired from ESPN and also NFL Network before that. So I don't I, – I, I mean, I have no idea. Like, I mean, best wishes to the brother. Um, I do like his insights. He does – I mean, sometimes, you know, he has his little tangents about, you know, the Chiefs defense and whatnot. But pretty much, you know, he's a, he's a fan of Mahomes. And, you know, he does give good insight on the NFL and just that – Behind he, you know he he pulls the curtain behind on the NFL a little bit, give you a little bit of insight of what goes on behind the scenes with you know with players, coaches, and all that type of stuff, and you know things things of that nature. So um, hopefully, uh, I mean he's been at NFL Network, he's been at ESPN. I don't know where else he can go. Um, maybe he can just do his own thing, I guess, and I don't know, but. Um, I guess best wishes to him, but if that's true, that they're going to bring in Gronk. Is it true? Football, He's already uh, there. Me with that bullshit, so. That's so stupid. That dude is so fucking dumb. Yeah, he's been there. Uh, like I said, Chris Carter had the morning show, and he had that Thursday night slot. And what was making so fucked up, both of those shows are uh, aired in the same studio. Gronk took over that Thursday night slot. Whoever took over his Monday, uh, uh, his his morning show, I don't know. But I know for a fact they pushed him out for Gronk because that was one thing that I did come across. And also, uh, he was on uh, Inside the NFL at one point on HBO, too. Yeah, he sure was. I liked him on Inside the NFL. 
Yeah. Oh. So, uh, oh yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where he can go at this point. Uh, I, don't know where he can go. I didn't know he was actually fired from ESPN. Uh, maybe what he can do, what we doing? You know, what I'm saying he has yeah. a, the the, uh, the fan base to maybe start his own pod. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, I, uh, I mean, I don't see him. Is is ain't nothing else after Fox? Well, he could go to CBS or NBC. Yeah. Or NBC. Anybody, yeah, and, uh, but that's only two. If they put him, yeah. up, if they put him up on that team with, uh, like you said, on uh, NBC with Rodney Harrison and Tony Dungy, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, so he got a couple of avenues yeah. he can take. Man, I mean, he'll bounce back. But uh, also, I want to kind of uh, move forward on to the NBA again. Uh, I'm just just something that kind of just been on my mind today. I was watching ESPN before uh, early earlier. And they were talking about resting players. Uh, the season is very young, and they're already beginning to rest players. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was rest the night before, and they fell short uh, to a team. I think it was Denver, I think. Uh, and he played last – it was Milwaukee. Okay, he fell short to Milwaukee. And they played uh, the uh, Portland Trailblazers last night, which he had a very uh, terrible first half, scoring nine points. And coming into the second half, he scored 18 points to help the uh, Clippers uh, get a win over the uh, Portland Trailblazers. But maybe uh, Doc is trying to take a page out of uh, Greg Popovich's page when he uh, had Kawhi with resting him and things of that nature. But like I said, with it being such an early season, I don't understand why he would need rest now. Do you think, uh, Lita, this is a new trend with stars, giving them nights off against teams that – they feel they make it beat without their big stars? Uh, I'm 50-50 on this because, like you said, that's a regime a pop when he was with the San Antonio Spurs. That's what he did um, to kind of risk um, Kawhi. But um, I agree with you. With, it, with the season being so young, it's just like, damn – like, I wonder if, you know, if they keep him something under wraps, if he, you know, is not all the way healthy. You know, that's mm-hmm. the only thing I could possibly, you know, lead to with this. But um, as far as the NBA goes, you know, I, I, I really don't have a problem with coaches doing that. Like I said, Doc is well-respected well respected in the NBA and across the league. And so uh, I like Doc. But um, like you said, it's with the season being so young, but with the NBA, they just need to take a – yeah, I know they're going to say something about it, you know, because to them it's all uh, marketing-based revenue. And, and, and like they said, they want to see – like you said, um, it was the game where he did not play against Milwaukee. They wanted to see Kawhi and – Giannis on the court at the same time, you know, just for ratings and stuff like that. So I can kind of see why the NBA says something because they're like, damn, man, you know, we want all those ratings. Kawhi not playing, you know, that kind of, you know, takes away takes away the spunkiness from that matchup, you know, and marketing and stuff like that. So, but like you said, man, the season's still young. Like I said, he could, you know, could have had some you know, arthritis or something in his knee or something like that, where he just wanted to, 
you know, risk that game. So, like I said, he's used to going with that, used to going through that um, with the San Antonio Spurs. So, I wouldn't dodge into it that much, that much. It is something that I, I just don't think that's a, a, a trend necessarily to speak, but um, you're going to have some teams that, you know, plays it kind of cautious with their big name household household guys. So, you know, uh, it is what it is. The NBA just tripping off of it from a marketing standpoint. That's pretty much all I have on that. It's a long season. It's an 82-game season in the NBA. Quit tripping. Get your pant, Pull your panties out your butt. You know, he missed one game, whatever. You know, keep it, keep it pushing. That's my take on that. What do you got on that, uh, Beats? Uh, I have two points on this. My first point is, um, I guess, I guess I do this one first and then say my question so y'all can just answer it. But at first, um, I just want to piggyback off of Lee. I'm just going to take a different approach as far as um, a fan. Um, I mean, if I purchase tickets in Milwaukee, that game was in Milwaukee, right? Oh, okay. I mean, I'm I, okay. I'm just going to set up a scenario, and then I guess if it makes sense, it makes sense. If I'm a fan in Milwaukee, because I know we don't have a basketball team here in KC, so I'm going to say Milwaukee, and you know the Clippers are in town, and I want to watch, you know Kawhi, you know play Giannis, and then I get there and there's no Kawhi because he's sitting on the bench. I'm going to be pretty pissed about that because you know I spend my hard-earned money to come out to get out of my house, you know, use my gas and all that stuff to come down there to watch these two play. And then I don't get the matchup. So I do, I do, I mean, I do empathize with that from that point. And then also, like you said, even, even from a ratings point from the NBA and just trying to sell the game on TV at that point. Um, my second point is, um, which is really a question is, I know he uh, he was sit Kawhi would sit out games with Popovich in San Antonio, but didn't he do this last year where he paced himself last year with Toronto and did the same thing? So is it really just a Kawhi thing, or well, or is it just he was actually Kawhi hurt last year, sort yeah. of thing? So yeah, he actually had an injury, and I don't know, maybe it could be okay. something that uh, maybe lingering this year. I don't know because they're kind of keeping it quiet. But the Clippers was actually fined uh, by the NBA fifty grand for a comment that uh, Doc Rivers made uh, about Kawhi sitting out and an injury. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, who knows exactly? You know, it's in-house business. Exactly what may be uh, putting them at, you know, making them rest them or not. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You go ahead, big dog. No, I'm done. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, yeah, they were fined by the NBA because I guess the NBA felt like um, when they came to the Clippers uh, organization about why, you know, to get a pretty much a uh, explanation why, why he was getting rested, it was insignificant to them. So it was kind of like, 
oh, yeah, I just wanted to risk him just because. And, you know, just to take a spin off of what Beats was saying, I agree 100% like that fans uh, want to see the, the household names and the star guys, you know. It was just like when our Kansas City Chiefs played the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. Um, we, my dad and myself were going to go to that game, but Pops was like, you know what? I really don't even want to go. You know, I know it's our Chiefs, but panic plays. And so that to me is kind of in the same boat. You want to see those star players. You're going out, spending all that money to get the tickets to be out there at the stadium. So, yes, I agree. Um, you want to see those guys play, you know, night in and night out. It's just, you know, something that, you have to kind of wait and see, but I think he's going to get rested again at some point in the season. So it is what it is. Yeah, we just have to wait and see what happens with that. But uh, it's time for the meat and potatoes of the show. Chiefs talk, baby. Got the Kansas City Chiefs traveling down to Tennessee to battle the Titans. Uh, it should be a very good game. Like I said, the Titans are tough. It may not. Uh, said by the record, but they do play tough. Uh, let's break it down offensively and what we expect with Pat being back and what we want to see out uh, with the offense as a whole coming up this Sunday as the Chiefs travel down to Tennessee. Lee, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs as an offense, especially with Pat Mahomes being back under the hand? Yeah. Um, offensively, I just want to see our Kansas City Chiefs in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans. Um play smart ball um, offensively I'm going to start here I'm going to start with the bigs up front because Pat is back um, LDT um, Lauren, Lauren Duvernay Tardif he will not be playing this game as well as Fish so I just I thought they were questioning uh, yeah they they are Go ahead, Beats. Fish is out. Sorry. Go ahead, Lee. My bad. I was just going to give a quick injury report. So, Fish is out. Okafor is out. Uh, Clark, uh, Tardif. Okay. Yeah, I was Fuller wondering because yeah, I was trying to make sure. So okay. Go ahead, Lee. Sorry to cut you off, bro. No, no, you're okay. But, yeah, like I was saying, offensively, number one, first and foremost, it has to start with the bigs. Like I said, with LDT being out and Fish, you know, more than likely probably not going to play this game. I want to see some good anchorage from our bigs and keep Pat upright, you know, because we know that the Tennessee Titans are going to try to keep him in that pocket you know, and they're going to try to hit him and make him test that ankle and that knee. So, like I said, it starts up front. Um, I want to see Cam Irving be an anchor. You know, um, don't make Pat get hit unnecessarily. You know, um, with LDT being out, I'm hoping that they kind of, you know, push in um, Steven Wisniewski, who we signed over, you know, that has some – experience you know at that position so number one the bigs gotta keep pat clean um open up holes and you know keep that run game kind of you know piggyback off their performance as a whole last week against the minnesota vikings 
you know, where they were opening up holes for D wheel, you know, and stuff like that. Just, just thrive. I want, but yeah, man, bigs, the bigs up front, they just gonna have to be big, man. Like I said, keep Pat upright, you know, um, get a good ground game going. Um, and don't dumb it down. Andy Reid and company, you know, that's, you know, let Pat go out there and rip, you know, let the offense be what it was, you know, the first week against Jacksonville, you know, the second, you know, the, the four, the, let the offense be what it was during the four and no start. Keep it that way. Don't dumb it down and keep your foot. I'm hoping that the offense just looks at this like a jolt of energy with Pat coming back. And ultimately I think that will happen. You know, um, like B said, there's going to be some passes that Pat is going to hit that Matt Moore necessarily did not hit. So just looking for the offense to hit the ground running. Now that our MVP is back, baby. That's my take on that. And Beats, what you got on the Chiefs offense as a whole? Uh, for one, I kind of disagree with uh, Lee here on the play calling. Um, I'm going to steal this from uh, Chris uh, Sims from his podcast that I listened to earlier today. I would like to see an infusion of both the old offense before Pat's injury and then the offense that they're running now. I would like to see a combination of both of those things because some of those things I did like what they were doing, especially against Green Bay and a little bit against uh, Minnesota, and we weren't necessarily doing those things the first couple weeks in the uh, season, in my opinion. I like being under center. I like using the play action. Um, I also like um, using those screens and those uh, jet sweeps and motions. I also like the max protection where you just sent, like last week, where they max protect for uh, Matt Moore and had Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins go, go out for routes and then you just hit a big bomb, you know, just throw it 70-something yards in the air and let Tyreek go get it. So I would mm -hmm. like to see an infusion of both of those, not necessarily going back to the old offense because, in my opinion, the old offense, especially um, once the first quarter against Jacksonville was over and we lost Tyreek Hill and then Mahomes got hurt, ever since then until the injury, it seemed like it was – they were just uh, – it was – three wide receiver sets, four wide receiver sets, five wide receiver sets, and they're always just running verticals. And I, and I thought that was pretty um, pretty much dependent on Mahomes. So I would like them to do, like, yes, you can run those type of plays and stuff like that, but infuse some of this stuff you've been doing with Matt Moore because, I mean, they're, they're, easy, they're easy completions for your quarterback. And then, and they move the chains, and you're also running the ball a little bit more too. So I would like to just see that, just, just, just so you know, because you know, you know, opposing teams will be going after Pat. Um, as far as players, I want to see have a big game. I want to see Travis Kelsey have a big game. I want to see Sammy Watkins. I also want to see if uh, Miko Hardman can have a bounce back game since he had a down game last week. I also want to see the uh, offense continue to run the ball even if it is design runs with cutbacks in them, just to get something going. I also like to see the screen game going. So, like I said, I just want to see Andy Reid use both of the offense and fuse them together and mix it up so defenses don't have a, a, a hand on what we're doing. They don't know which way we're coming. So, 
that's that's what I'm um, I guess looking for in this game and then the weeks going ahead into the playoffs. So that's my thoughts on the offense. Yeah, and and, and just to throw that in here real quick before I swing it to uh, bro, you're right about that. I would like to see the max protection and the play action passes because I remember when we were sitting up there watching the coach game and stuff like that, we always say it. You never see Pat really do play action, it, you know. So I do want to see that. And, you know, you know the offensive line with that max protection, that stuff was working brilliantly. So I agree with you on that, uh, Beats. They do need to keep the play action and that max protection in there as well. Cal? Yeah, I agree with him as well. It needs to be uh, controlled chaos. We need to get the ball out of Pat's hands quick. Uh, we need to keep them upright. Uh, like you said, with the screens, uh, utilizing our uh, uh, running backs and jet sweeps. Keep the defense on their toes. Don't play the same vanilla way that we were playing those first four weeks, you know, just throwing it down the field and hoping they can get open and catch it. That's run some design plays, like Beach was saying. Kind of stick with the Matt Moore ball, just with a more hybrid of a quarterback at the helm, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and just another tidbit, um, uh, some segments ago, like Beach was saying with Steve Smith, how he said on inside the NFL, it seems like our receivers those first couple of weeks weren't running real routes. It's like they were just running to a spot. And I'll, I agree with that. You know, they got back to the design and stuff like that with Matt Moore at the helm. And that's what you're going to kind of have to do to keep Pat healthy, keep some of the same implementation intact and you should be successful. Yeah, we shouldn't and have to. We shouldn't have to rest on the arm of Pat. It, should, it needs to be a team effort. That's just what I was about to say. I, I felt like, even though Skip Bayless did say that, and I sent it to you guys in the in the chat, and I called him a stupid bitch. But I think what he was trying to say, not necessarily that everybody was playing harder, but it seemed like once Mahomes went down, it seemed like oh, we just have to step our game up, and we can't rely just on Pat because he's not here. And so I don't want the Chiefs to fall back into that. Oh, okay. Now, since he's back, he can do everything. No, you need to step up your game too. We need, we need to play as a team together as one. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, it's the team is, is made up. The roster is made up of 53. It's not just one person and his name is Patrick Mahomes. No, it's, it's 52 other guys on that roster and there's a coaching staff. So, yeah, you like I said, you need to infuse the two of the the before offense before he got hurt and the offense with Matt Moore, like you said, uh, Cal. It can't just be him. They, it has to be all of them together. And mm-hmm. I think Andy's seen it, and I think Patrick definitely seen it. You know, what I'm saying as restless as he was on the sideline, I think he's seen it as well. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. it's it's a team game. It's it's not about one player's arm and one player's talent. It's a team effort. We need to utilize every weapon that we have on that offense because it's a very high-powered offense. We don't need to just put it all on Pat. We got other people that can take the reins, too. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, what are we expecting on the defense? We've got some injuries and everything. Player, key players may be out. Uh, but what are we looking forward on the defensive side of the ball going into Tennessee? Please. Man, it's simple. 
I want I want Spags in this defensive unit to still act like Pat is not playing because their exoticness and you know you know their gutsiness and you know their their desire to want to be good and great you know has been through the roof while Pat has been hurt you know they have really stepped up and you know really stumped through this mosh pit like I said it's simple I want them to keep the same desire um Dalvin Cook that was just here last week you know um we did a very good job our front with Agba Nadi um um panel who I talked about you know Chris Jones you know the front and the linebackers did a real good job of bottling and keeping Dalvin Cook bottled up. You're going to need to do that against the Tennessee Titans because that's who they are. And that's, you know, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to, you know, Derrick Henry you to death. You know, we seen what Derrick Henry can do, you know, when they came in here and beat us a couple years ago in Arrowhead where Derrick Henry ran all over us. So it's short and sweet. Don't let Derrick Henry run all over this ballpark and beat you. You need to force this game into Ryan Tannehill's hands. And when it, the time comes for Tannehill to make a play, you pressure him and you get good pressure. You stay honest on the back end and you just stay feisty, you know, um, because, you know, that's what they're going to try to do. We get that. They're going to try to get Derrick Henry running and I, you know, off and running. And I just feel like we did a, you know, magnificent job against Dalvin Cook last week, bottling him up because he was the number one running back league wide, you know, coming into that ball game. So, you know, they did it against Cook, do the same thing against Henry. Stay honest, you know, don't do nothing different. Keep disguising things, keep moving guys around, keep that same aggressive mentality and that's what I want our defense to really do just act like Pat is not on that field like he's still on the sideline like it's still your job to hold it down and keep it down that's what I'm looking for from this from our Kansas City Chiefs defensive unit and I think the defense is going to be big against Tennessee because didn't Mar Mariota get beat to a bloody poke the previous week yeah, I can't remember he just exactly who they played. He just lost his job uh, uh, two weeks ago. Like they said, they felt he was not exceeding expectations, so they went ahead and put um, Tannehill in. And I agree with you. I feel that the defense is, you know, this is, you know, they know people are looking at them like, oh, we're going to see what they refer, you know, we're going to see what they do now that Pat's back. So, like I said, they did a good job against Cook. I think they'll do the same thing against – uh, Eric Henry and Ryan Tannehill in this Titans offense. And this is Tannehill's first game, right? No. No, he's okay. Uh, I don't know what I'm thinking, man, because uh, I was watching some stuff earlier. Uh, they were talking about Mariota, but I wasn't really listening about him, how he was getting whooped on. And I know Tannehill was taking over, but I thought this was Tannehill's first start. No, no Mario. This will actually be his fourth start. Oh, he's actually shit. two. He's actually two and one. You okay. Know, he, he was two and zero before they, you know, lost last week. So um, he's two and one as the starting quarterback since he's took over. 
this will be his fourth game. That's my bad. My bad. You but, uh, uh, Lee, what, uh, uh, Beast, what do you think about uh, the uh, Chiefs defense and what they need to do to get to the, the victory against the Titans? All right. So one thing I want to see carry over from last week, um, Chris Jones was back. And then you see how Spags used him mm-hmm. on first and second down. He played defensive end on third down. They kicked him inside to get pressure mm-hmm. on down. And so I would like to see that carry over since we have Alex Okafor, um, excuse me, uh, out again this week. So I'd like to see that continue and, and probably just continue throughout the rest of the uh, season, in my opinion. So I want to see that. And then um, second, just like what Lee was saying, to me, you put the if, – if Ryan Tannehill beats you, then you, you walk across the field and you shake that man's hand and you say good job. Because other than that, uh, I'm putting eight men in the box and I'm stopping Derrick Henry because that's all they really have. On the outside, you don't have Corey Davis, which is out. They have their rookie, A.J. Brown. And then as far as Ryan Tannehill, he doesn't really have an arm. From what I was hearing um, on the couple of, couple of uh, NFL podcasts that I listened to, um, he's, he's throwing short to intermediate routes. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, their, their thing is that they're going to try to run Derrick Henry so you got to make them wonder. You have to stop the run, and then just make them one-dimensional. And then, um, you know, uh, like I said, um, I'm not sure if Delaney Walker will be playing, but um, like I said, they have their uh, AJ Brown. Uh, he's done some things, but you know, he's still a rookie. Like I said, um, it's it's pretty much like Lee was saying. You stop Derrick Henry. You make Ryan Tannehill. Uh, beat you pretty much and like you know and like Lee said pretty much you know um, as far as uh, just act like Pat's not even there that you still have to hold up your end of the bargain so I mean it's it's short and simple this week because their offense is pretty much Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown since they don't have any other wide receivers on that side so Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, I think this will be a good game. Uh, I think I see the Chiefs definitely taking it and taking it uh, uh, very effortlessly uh, against them, being that they have issues with the offense. And uh, the Chiefs are coming in very excited to have Pat back. This is like a season opener uh, that the team's feeling with Pat being back uh, under center. But like I said, they do need to play the way they've been playing these last few games uh, and not going back to that original uh, – formula they were going with because people don't figure that shit out. So we need to keep the uh, defense on their toes and everything like that. But Ali, uh, Beach, you got anything else on the Chiefs as a team or anything? I'll do. Uh, just, just as far as the last, uh, I got this stat. Uh, I guess the last seven games, the Chiefs are two and five against these Tennessee Titans. You remember the last game when they came into Arrowhead and beat us in the wild card game. I know mm-hmm. you remember that. And yeah. Derek Henry up there running all over us. And, you know, Mar- Marcus Mariota throwing a touchdown pass to himself. Mm-hmm. And then um, the I believe the previous year or a couple of years before that, they came in here and it was very cold. And uh, it came down to a field goal. And uh, 
Andy Reid tried to outsmart himself and ice the kicker, and he actually missed the field goal, but he called a timeout. And so mm-hmm. Ryan stepped up our uh, ex uh, kicker, got to kick again, and actually mm-hmm. made and made it, and we lost. So within the Andy Reid era, playing the Tennessee Titans, we are two and five. So, like I said, and I was telling somebody earlier, they always play us tough. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes, they do. I, that's why I say it's going to be a good game. But I see with this the energy that we're coming off of, and with Pat being back, I think it, it's a lock for us. But like I said, I ain't, it ain't going to be easy. So they play mm-hmm. us tough. But uh, let's go ahead to predictions. Uh, what do you Lee? Who you got uh, going to win this game against the uh, Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans? Yeah, after everything, like we just touched bases on, um, we're invading Nashville. Um, we have Pat coming back. This defense has been playing so good, you know, just just stepped up to the challenge and stuff like that. Um, I just feel, you know, I want them to, you know, because there are going to be a lot of fans in Nashville. I'm I'm going to say that now. There are going to be a lot of Chiefs. It's going to be Chiefs Kingdom in Nashville. I'd be highly surprised if we see otherwise. But I just want them to, you know, start fast, you know, and, and, and can keep their foot on the pedal throughout the game, offensively and defensively. And the same with uh, Andy Reid, keep his foot on the pedal, you know, um, just know that you have the whipping tree in everything to succeed because you did that without Pat. And with all those things wrapped in one, man, um, like I said, the Titans do play us tough. Um, you know, I've been <laughs> – the Titans really work really work my nerves sometimes because those two losses, like uh, like I touched on the wild card loss, and then when Beach brought up that one where Suckup came in and beat us, you know, they – you know, I really want to get them, and I feel we will. Um, it, it's going to be a close game, you know, but I think our Chiefs will, you know, everything bottled into one. You got Pat coming back. I'm going to go 31-17 Chiefs in Nashville, baby. And what you got going on that Beats? You almost took my score. I was going to go t- – uh... <laughs> change it because I don't want to piggyback off of him. So I'm going to change my score. I'm going to go 30 to 20 Chiefs. It will be close in the beginning, but the Chiefs will pull away um, either late in the second half going into the third quarter and just ride it out there. So that's how I see it going after all that we said. If it goes how we're saying it's going to go, I see it being uh, 30, 20 Chiefs. I'll say 30-17, if that. Mm-hmm. I don't see Tannehill doing much. Mm-mm. And I just wanted to say this. This has been a long – this game coming up Sunday is it's going to be one of the first games thus far in this season of the Kansas City Chiefs where we're actually the healthier ball club. Because Tennessee is riddled with injuries, man. Like I touched on Malcolm Butler, you know, their top cornerback, um, like Beach touched on, their top wide receiver. They got a starting linebacker out. They are really hobbled. And I just feel like we are healthier than them. We're better than them. And let's get this also. This game is so much more important to me because Oakland won. 
So you yeah. want to keep that two-game lead on Oakland. I know <laughs> it, it, it kills me to say, you know, keep an eye out for Oakland, but it is what it is. This game is important. Tennessee is still in contention within this AFC playoff picture, and we need this game. And, you know, to stay ahead in the standings and in our division. So I just feel like with us being healthy, we will get that done. I just wanted to put that out there. We are really, we're healthy. We're, we're a lot healthier than them. They have a lot of key parts out this game. Yeah, I look forward to this game. Can't wait. Um, let's throw in one more thing. We got a Sunday night game, if you want to call it that. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm going to give them a little credit. We got the, the Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings coming off of L that they took from uh, the Chiefs. Uh, it may be a pretty entertaining game. Uh, uh, Lee, what do you have on the uh, Sunday night game? You know, I'm not too excited because I'm not a Cowboys fan. Like I told you earlier, when when we were trying to figure out who was playing in this Sunday night game, um, I, I told you, I think this is going to be a pretty interesting game. I really do. I'm interested to see the battle between Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. That's what I want to see. Two powerhouse running backs, top-tier running backs for their respective team. And, you know, uh, this game is being played in Dallas. So, that's going to be tough for Minnesota, but this is going to be a tough game. Minnesota, you know, um, if, if they can get Thielen back, one of uh, a target for um, Cousins, you know, that would be a plus for them. But, you know, I just – this it's going to be a good one. Um I'm going to give the Cowboys an edge just because they're at home. Um, I'm going to go 28-24 Cowboys in this one. Hey, uh, isn't Amari Cooper out? I believe so. Or questionable, yeah. one of the two. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Even, even with him being out, I mean, I still think it's going to be a – I think it's going to be a, a tale of – Cook versus Elliott, who can who can get off more. That's who's gonna win this game. What do you think about the Sunday night uh, beats? Um, you never know. You know, Jerry Jones might put if you know everything goes wrong for the Cowboys starting off, you know, Jerry Jones might pull that cat that black cat out and uh, have him run up on the field, <laughs> you know, stop fighting a little bit and then change the force of the uh, mighty Cowboys there as he did in uh, New York on Monday night. Um, but I'm just it's, – it's, it's two things. The Cowboys are at home and Kirk Cousins, when the bright lights and it's nighttime outside, he crumbles under pressure. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to get two weeks of bad Kirk Cousins. So I'm going to go with how about them Cowboys – in the Sunday night showdown with the Minnesota Vikings on primetime, I'm going to go 28-24 Cowboys. Man, we got the yeah. score. <laughs> and speaking of, the, of, of that black cat, yeah, man, you know, yeah, he, you know, he's scoring touchdowns, baby. You know, he's all over the place. He's going to be on the next Madden cover <laughs> and everything. All right, he was even at uh, Popeye's getting a chicken sandwich. <laughs> but that. Doing this thing, living the life, baby. For me personally, uh, I'm gonna take Minnesota. 
and uh, I'll take it. Uh, Twenty. 24, 24, 20. Mm. And a close one. I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota pulled this out. This is this game is really a toss-up. It is yeah. a toss-up, but uh Minnesota hungry, man. They're coming off of L. Cousin needs to needs to get a win. And uh and like you said, they're they're missing Amari Cooper with the Cowboys. Uh the Cowboys did beat the Giants, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're coming off a victory. I don't know. This is going to be – like you said, it may end up being a good one. Uh, but we'll just have to see. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely tune in and, and check it out. Yeah. But anyway, uh, any of you guys got any uh, answers on who shot Ghost? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's the old man from New Jack City. <laughs> Ghost, your soul requires in hell. I don't know. Like I said, when I was talking to you about that, man, I was just like, it's weird. Whoever's in that Lincoln, that old pimp daddy ass Lincoln that was following me, I don't know. Yeah, when I saw that Lincoln, I'm like, where the fuck they find this old Mark 3 ass Lincoln from? I ain't seen what them motherfuckers in many. Yeah, my daddy, my daddy had a goal with like that. No <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking mob ass Lincoln. <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, whoever the set, whoever when they got to that shootout with Tommy, whoever was because Tommy said it was two, or maybe it was a setup by Tommy. I don't know. Right. But whoever else was with that Cedric the Entertainer looking dude was the shooter. Mm-hmm. But we'll just have to wait and see. I just figured I'd toss that in there because there ain't no power Sunday night, so I guess I will be watching the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that being said, that kind of concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC. I'm your host, Cowboy, and if you're checking for us, you can, for me, you can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram as Yeah, and we also do have a Sports Talk uh, KC page. Uh, like uh, we've been saying, uh, feel free to chime in. Ask us questions, anything that you want us to do on the show. Uh, just tap in with us, please. Like I said, we're doing this for y'all. We're going to keep on doing it. Beats, are they checking for you? Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at dbeats1492 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And like you said, Cal, um, one, I just want to say thanks for the support and, um, you know, share with your friends and family and um, get our listeners up. Um, and then two, um, go to the uh, Facebook page in the group, like, join the group, like the page, and uh, like Cal said, you know, you can give your suggestions on what you want us to talk about, or if you disagree with any of our takes or anything like that, or you just want to contribute to the uh, to the group, just providing information on the NFL or sports in general. If they're looking for you, Lee, where can they find you? Yeah, y'all can find me on Facebook at Radham Jones, Lee 86. Um, but yeah, like like y'all was like the fellas was saying, um, we appreciate the support and please 
use all the um, social media outlets to interact with us and, you know, just to get at us, you know, for any ideas and things of that nature. Like I always say, we, we hear it's a long season. We, we doing it for y'all and we eat. All right. We tap in with y'all Monday. Let's go chiefs. Let's get this victory down in Tennessee. That's right. Six and three. Yeah, yeah, it'll be seven and three. Seven and three. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yep. seven and three, baby. Cheers. Cheers.